0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Survival Show Podcast. I'm your host today, Craig Cottle from Manly Musings. Really appreciate you being here with me. As many of you know, I am the director of Nature Reliance School. And as such, I do a whole lot of stuff uh, alongside and completely separate from David. And as Nature Reliance School, one of the things I did last night was a Facebook live broadcast about COVID-19. However, I'm sure there's quite a few people here that listen to the Survival Show podcast that did not get a chance to see that or don't even know anything about Nature Reliance School and all that good stuff. So what I thought I would do is go through my notes from that podcast, that video cast last night. The reason being is that uh, it was live and I answered quite a few questions during the live broadcast And quite frankly, I didn't get to all my notes. And so there's a tremendous amount of notes here that I want to go over and add to. And this will probably end up being, I don't know, maybe two or three different podcasts. But I want to go ahead and record them. So it's what I'm referring to as the three C's solution to this coronavirus crisis. So here we go. First off, I want to talk about the three things that I'm going to be doing here in this podcast as a whole. Number one, I want to be piggybacking off a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Pointer. He's the executive director of the Kentucky Board of Emergency Medical Services here in Kentucky. Um, so if, if it helps you understand, he reports directly to the governor of the state of Kentucky. And he's been uh, a, a participant in several Nature National School classes. Uh, he's been an, an incredible advisor of sorts in many ways to what it is that we do at Nature Reliance School. And he's been sharing me, sharing with me information that's coming from the Emergency Operations Center here in Kentucky, which some of it is directly applicable to us here, but most of it's applicable to everybody as it relates to COVID-19. So some of the things I'll be talking about, I'll try to point out where they've come from, Mike, and uh, detail them there in this particular podcast. Secondly, I want to address um, a subject that, quite frankly, I'm becoming more concerned with as we move forward with this that is not, not getting really a whole lot of, of uh, discussion and thought, and that is the fact that that, without a doubt, there's a lot of things that need to happen to temper what it is that's happening with this virus, but in my opinion, there's a lot of things that I'm looking at the state and federal government and going, really? You just did that? And it concerns me. I'll leave it that way. Again, most of it needs to happen in this particular instance. But what we know from history is that our government is really good about using bad situations to to overreach in some areas they don't typically overreach into. And then they just continued to do that down the road. So I just want to temper our thoughts process and at least have that in the back of our mind so that when this is over, and it's going to be over you all, that we we keep our government in check as best we can. And then, and the third thing, and this is the main thing I did not get to in the uh, video cast last night, was I've got a um, some guesstimates on what I think is going to be happening based upon really sound data and information, and I also want to share something that's worthy of note that happened to my wife in particular, and it's a personal story to us. It happened to her while she was away from me, and I think it's worthy of our consideration as well, so we'll get into that near the end. So with that said, here's what the three C stands for, calm, clean, and communicate. Again, calm, clean, and communicate. That's sort of a, a, a if you will, a, a nice, refined way of trying to put out information to a lot of people, a mass of people, so they know how to handle themselves in this particular situation. And that's, that is one of the things right there that's coming from my friend Mike Pointer. And quite frankly, it's so early that that's come out. I don't know if that's a state of Kentucky thing or that's a national thing. I really don't know. I don't know if that came from the CDC or if that came from him. I know when he sent it to me yesterday, it was very fresh as, hey, this is the message you're going to try to communicate. So let's break this down. Um, Calm. What the heck does that mean? Well, one of the things that I wanted to do is in this process is try to stay as level headed as possible, try to share important information and not become alarmist. And for those that listen to me or watch me or read my books, you know I'm all about that. I'm not a big fan of alarmist type activity and stuff of that nature, even though, quite frankly, in the world of survival and disaster readiness, if you want to become rich, that's how you do it. And I just, I'm not interested in becoming rich unless I can do it very ethically. So with that said, Uh, here's some things to help us all stay calm and make rational decisions. That's you and me both. What I want to do is uh, share some steps on critical decision-making. Basically, how do we go about making decisions in the stress of what's happening? And so I've got five steps for that. And I've got three, uh, things that I shared in a, a different video last week about logic and reasoning that I think will help us. So step number one is identification. And what I mean by identification is who is doing what, what is the reason for it, and what are the end results. So no matter what situation you find yourself in, you got to figure out who's doing things and why they're doing it, what, what the reason is that they're doing these things. Because if you're looking at information, and here's a perfect example for looking at national news, um, the media and the information they're putting out, then think about it what is it there that is maybe behind the scenes? Who is it that's putting that information out? So when, you know, we talk about this a lot in my personal family, but if we're sharing information with one another, like, hey, so uh, this information is this. My first question is always, where are you getting that information? Who said that? And we got to reference the news source, okay? I'm sure it's one of those things that my kids got really tired of doing when they were little. And I guarantee you, matter of fact, I know that they both do that now. When they read news or get information, they are always looking at who put this out kind of thing. So identification is important. Number two uh, goes right along with us, but it's just a little bit different. Research the place where you're getting this information. For example, I'm a fan of listening right now to the CDC because they're the experts. I'm a big fan of listening to infectious disease physicians when they talk about this type of thing, because this is an infectious disease. And what I'm saying is that this came up this week. There was a post that a friend of mine put up on social media from a police officer. And this is from a different city, not even close to me, but that police officer obviously was incredibly intelligent, uh, very smart, very articulate, made some really good points about the virus and how it'll do certain things and it'll do these certain things. And he's probably right in that small general area of the world in which he lived. Because some of the information that he was sharing was counter to what the CDC was saying. And because of that, then, you know, it got shared on social media. And now a lot of people believe it. Well, they shouldn't believe that. Because you've got to understand and research where it is that your information is coming from. So when it got shared, I looked the, the guy up on social media to see that he was a police officer in so-and-so town. It's not important where it was. The point being is that that is not the best information for a large mass of people. It might still be really good information for the area that he's from, but it is not good information for a mass of people. Number three on this list here is you need to identify biases. Everybody has biases. If you work really hard, you can get rid of most of them but for the most part we all have certain biases we're uh, if nothing else uh, humans in general as a species are normalcy biased meaning we like to normalize situations we like to make situations normal that don't need to be normal and i'll be frank with you as as far as health concerns are related i'm really bad about this in my own family it's something i have to fight with all the time uh, I'm one of them that was normalizing even this situation as it was occurring, first started becoming news. And because of that, you know, that, that could have been problematic for us. So again, uh, identify the biases that you have, identify the biases in the information that you're getting. And it's really important because for example, if you're listening to CNN only, then you're getting biased information. If you're listening to Fox news only, you're getting biased information. And that's why some of us prefer to listen to a particular news source because it has the bias that we like. And so we listen to it. And because of that, that can be problematic. So what I do personally, when it relates to obtaining news, I'm a big fan of reading the news rather than watching the news and watching it on video. And because because from my perspective, people will put in a lot of interesting graphics, some, some emotional-ridden music uh, before or after or during a news segment or something of that nature. And because of that, it can evoke emotional uh, aspects of what it is that we're thinking rather than just looking at the intelligence of what it is that we're thinking. And so I'm a fan of just reading. If you read it, then you put in your own thought processes more than you can. The emotional processes that some creative producer has put into a segment. Um, a, A big part of this, as far as biases is concerned, is just pay attention to what info is missing. You know, and here's a case in point as it relates to the coronavirus in particular. You know, there's been a lot of news on Italy and Iran. And because, quite frankly, they suck and they're doing things wrong. And they've done things inappropriately such that a lot of their health concerns as it relates to the virus are exponentially increasing. And that is a problem. But what is missing from regular content is what is South Korea doing? And South Korea is doing a lot of the same things that we're doing here in the United States. And because of it, their curve is not growing as rapidly. And why the network news does not share that more, I I really don't know. I mean, other than the obvious uh, idea that sensationalism sells and, you know, the fact that South Korea is doing things right is not sexy or cool. Well, right now, quite frankly, with the thought of a lot of people that I may know getting sick or dying, you know, the news from South Korea that what they're doing is working and we're trying to do that, that's pretty freaking sexy to me. I don't know about you all, but I like it. So, with well, that said, uh, I'm a big fan of paying attention to what info is missing. When you get sources from multiple, or when you get information from multiple sources, it's more easy to see some of that info that's missing and discover it. Last but not least here is re- determining relevance. In this regard, you got to pay attention to what it is that is important to you. And, I, and that might go back to the story I was telling you about the the post that was made by a law enforcement officer in that, you know, that's not necessarily relevant to me and I got to pay attention to that. Okay. So as far as logical reasoning is concerned, here's three things that came up as it relates to this particular virus as well. Number one is you should always question assumptions. If you're making assumptions about anything that's related to life and death situations, you could you should question that. And You should pay attention when people are making assumptions about the virus. We assume that it's going to do this. Well, why are you assuming that? Are you educated on the topic or are you just a news pundit? Uh, Are you educated or are you just repeating what you heard at work the other day by some dude that works down the line from you? You know, everybody has opinions on what's going on and how to handle it. And a lot of those opinions are garbage. So assumptions that are... Out there, we need to question. Number two is reason through the logic. It's like it's it's what I like to refer to as the logic chain. So, if you're going to arrive at a particular thought process or decision or um, result on any particular situation, then a good thing to do would be to look at the pieces and parts that lead to that decision and question every single one of them. And when you question them. Uh, what's going to happen is you may find that one of the links in the chain, for example, break, and it doesn't lead you down further that chain. And so it's important right now to go about looking at each of those individual parts, reasoning through them, and then discovering, hey, yeah, the chain does lead to this, or no, it doesn't, and, and that's valuable knowledge. Last but not least, as far as this is concerned, diversify your thoughts. And I mentioned that earlier, but it's important to get information from People that are not like minded as you. Uh, That's where good debate, that's where good discussion comes in. Uh, When I say argumentation, not mean spirited argumentation, but rather the uh, opportunity for other ideas to be presented and you to consider them. And here's a perfect example is, uh, and this is where I made a mistake, you know, is my understanding, and, and again, I want to say that this is wrong as I'm saying this in case this is the only part you're getting to that washing your hands with hot water and soap is a good thing in this particular situation, man, I have been quickly corrected and I was quickly corrected uh, rather professionally and uh, uh, nicely by some people who said it's really just soap and water. Um, matter of fact, the open using hot water might actually open up the pores of your skin to allow something like a virus come in and a, and be problematic more so than just regular soap and water. But the key is being the soapy portion. Is make sure that you utilize the soap. Make sure you get every crevice and piece of your hands. That's why people are recommending to um, to uh, sing songs and stuff of that nature. But with that said, diversify your thoughts. You know, I mean, get get some other opinions. So, with that said, that is... Let's go ahead and break this at 15 minutes. We'll break this up into several different segments, and we'll call that part one. And that's what we're calling the calm section of the podcast. The next section we're going to get into is the clean section. We're going to talk about some of the things that we need to be doing to keep ourselves clean. So as always with the Survival Show podcast, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.